Welcome back, our smutty little friends. We are sliding between the pages this week with EP Bali. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. We are up to episode eight in season eight. Um, and we're very excited to talk through everything with you today. Now, what shall we call you? Should we call you EP? Should we call you what's the um it's funnily enough, I just go by Ecta. Ecta? Perfect. I want to make sure that we're that we're addressing that. <laughs> So a little bit about you as an author for anybody that is new to you. So you are an Australian Amazon bestselling author of YA and new adult fantasy and fantasy romance, born in Fiji, but grew up in Melbourne and now based in Brisbane, which is lovely. Um, Straight after high school, you studied nursing and midwifery. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yes. Intense, very intense, but fun. Yeah, and so you worked as a midwife for eight years before you changed from that career because you did say, you know, you get burnout. And I can imagine, like, that would be a very hectic job to have. Like, yeah. um, because you don't, because, like, there's not a lot of schedule involved, is there? Like, I know there are <laughs> people that get scheduled in, but at the end of the day, you know, you literally just have to go with what shows up on the shift. That's it, yeah. And I was 18 when I started, just turned 18 when I started studying. Oh. So it was just, yeah, thrown in into like a, ho- a big tertiary hospital with never having seen like someone very ill before um, or even someone like my first birth. They just threw me into a room with a woman <laughs> who was in second stage, like and she was about to have her baby and I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And it was just intense from the start and it just kept going. And you just, yeah, we're working in labor and delivery and postpartum, like every single shift, you don't know what you're going into. It's Uh, intense. It's yeah. You don't yeah, It's, it's a very rewarding job. Yeah. It does have a high rate of burnout, especially. Oh, absolutely. It would be. Yeah. Cause you're kind of like in fight or flight mode at all times because there is no planning, you know, you just got to take it as it comes and, Mm. yeah I bet I mean that would be very confronting to be thrown into a labor room <laughs> yeah. yeah as an 18 year old it was it was crazy I learned quickly yeah but, um it was so intense like I would come home crying every night like just oh. overwhelmed absolutely <laughs> yeah and it still didn't stop until the end like sometimes I would still come home crying and that was oh, the same for all of us yeah I imagine absolutely mm. no I wouldn't do well then <laughs> I no, you wouldn't. Um, did you keep a tally of how many babies you delivered? I didn't. I wish I did. I, I've seen people like use blue and pink beads like, yes. in a jar. I wish I'd known about that, but it was a long time ago. And we, we didn't. I wrote down as a student, I, but after I graduated, I just stopped writing them down. I wish I had. Them. Yeah, that would be super yeah. cool if I was a memento. It would have been, but oh, just got my you wouldn't do well instead. either. Yeah, well, I, yeah, but the thing is, like, I would expect that I was going to cry, whereas you wouldn't want to cry, so that's why you wouldn't do well as it. Whereas I'd just be like, you know, guys, I am going to cry every shift. Probably not after, probably not even after I got home, to be honest. Probably during the shift. Yeah, you know, and that's just, and that's fine. We can, we can deal with that. <laughs> 
And so you say from that, that writing did change your life because it gave you something to focus on after that burnout and, you know, and extensive trauma of working in (laughs) from such a young age. Yeah, I was always... I was always writing like since I was a teenager I was one of those people that since they were kids they were writing yes so I think it was just natural for me to start doing it when I was a bit stressed yeah. <laughs> like to escape into a fantasy world totally mm. get that yeah and so um that's why my first series was the warrior midwife because I was like I need to write about this in like a fantasy way yeah. maybe like a bit of a processing trauma processing sort of way I don't know but it was it was healing to write and I will say and I've had some emails from a lot of women since saying and I completely did not expect this that they felt healed in some way by reading like the whole series yeah I did not expect that at all for that to come out of it but it's been good that that has been a result of it for sure I think because like it is it is quite a traumatic process for for a lot of people um not the act like not even just the actual act of mm. having a child but just like some of the doctors that you come across oh, the way that people are treated that sort of stuff so I can imagine that it would be mm. you know oh for sure for there sure. is a lot of birth trauma a lot of it especially this day and age it's yeah. a very scary unpredictable process for anyone and it's just going into that unknown it yes. is very unusual in our society. Like we just don't do that anymore. No, and that's birth is the one thing that we've kept with us for the last 10,000 years that we still do the exact same way. And we've just, we do interfere a lot with it. Yeah. These mm. days. Mm. Mm. I, I uh, remember I, <laughs> when I was in labor, I had this midwife who argued with me whether I was having contractions and she's like, no, because I'd literally only just been induced and she's like, and they just came on so quickly and she's like, no, lies. And I'm like, pretty sure I'm in a lot of pain (laughs) and I can feel it. And and then she came back because I called her back in again and I'm like, no, I, I, I promise you, like, I, I'm pretty sure I am like, and, and it was my first too. I had no idea what was going on. And then yeah. she, she sat down on the couch, goes, well, I'm going to sit here and then I'm going to time you. And you're going to tell me when you're having this pain. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and she made me doubt that I even knew what was going yeah. on with my own body. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that's awful. That's awful. I must say, um, I do have a few little funny stories from when I was in labor and um, I started, um, I'd been in labor for a long time. And so I started having the gas and at one stage, for some reason, I thought that it would be super beneficial. Like in my mind at the time, the way that the gas would work better was if I was spitting my head in circles. So, um, I don't know why, but anyway, so yeah, I was like, Uh, as I was breathing in it, I was like, just doing this and I must I must have looked like a crazy person but then you know you actually do do that in general actually what just spin my head around yeah. <laughs> well you Randomly. know obviously it's something in my mind that's telling me this is very beneficial <laughs> you're getting that <laughs> oxygen flowing I'm getting my oxygen flowing <laughs> and I must say it obviously worked because like next minute the doctor came in and he was wearing 
an extremely bright, gaudy Hawaiian shirt. Oh, no. And <laughs> obviously I was had been getting the optimum gas in at the time from my special technique. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> that is a lot. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what's going on there? And he was just like, you know, because he was quite a, you know, straighty 180 person. So I don't think he appreciated my commentary on his outfit, but you know, it was deserved. It was deserved. I love birth stories because none of them are the same. No. They always and they always have some sort of some something funny that you can take from it afterwards. Yeah. Maybe not at the time. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, even when so when I finally was allowed to push because you know they I was like they believed me all of a sudden. Mm. Um, I was like I really need to pee, and they're like, no, you don't. You just need. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I really, really, really need to pee, and they're like, you don't need to pee. Like. You just have to push. And then all of a sudden I did this big push, but I actually peed projectile. (laughs) (laughs) And and then I've never felt so much relief in all my life. And then I just looked at the midwives and I'm like, I told you, Ed. I mean, I told you so. I did say it. And my husband's like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I told you. I mean, I did say it. So I I gave warning. Anyway, there's a lot of TMI there for this yeah. episode. You're welcome, everybody. No, but we love that. I mean, love honestly, if you want to share any funny birth stories, like please, please send them, send them through to us. Yeah. We'd love to hear. <laughs> so back on track, back on track. Sorry, yes. we do we do get off track a little. But tell us about you know what I mean got you into becoming like a writer on a professional basis like going from that kind of writing the stories into making that into a career so I think it was January last year or February where I had a TikTok go viral and that sort of did launch my career I I think it went to almost 800k and that sort of that was for the warrior midwife yeah and then that got a lot of attention for that book. And I set up a pre-order straight away for two months later and then quickly wrote it and, and then rapid released that series. And I told myself that I would, because I had left my job at that point and I was just bumming around at home with my parents. Or I was, did go through a very difficult time mentally in that period. And I was like, I need, I can't just, like, what am I going to do? So, and I knew I wanted to write and I knew what I wanted to write fantasy or fantasy adjacent type stuff. So I said, look, let me give myself a year and see what I can do. So I put a lot of pressure that way on myself to kind of perform in my own eyes. And, um, and TikTok is a lot of luck. And at that stage, I was, I think I was lucky just to get that viral going. And I had, I think 2000 pre-orders for that book, just like right off that bat. I think that really pushed it off for me. And so, yeah, I was, yeah, a lot of luck and it is a good book. It's a lot of, um, of myself in it. There's a lot of passion in it. I would say, um, it meant a lot to me to write it. And I think it kind of resonated with people that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and of course it's a romance. So that was very on market at that time. And with Faye included as well, that was the Faye was just hitting off at that time. And so with all those elements together, it seemed to work really well. So I, um, that series did really well then I did the next series after that which was her sister like a they're sort of interconnected trilogies 
Yeah. And I thought, well, off the back of that, if people are interested, they can continue on to the next series. And those two series together um, sort of made me earn enough income to say, okay, this is okay for me to do as a job um, and let me get serious about making it into a brand and, uh, you know, a proper business type of thing. Yeah. And because uh, everyone around me was like, this is like, how do you even do that? That's not possible to make a career as a writer. Like, you know, the starving artist syndrome, you're just going to be that person who writes, says they write books, but like is living at home with their parents still like has no money. Um, and everyone around me was very doubtful that it could be done. And to be fair, it is difficult to make a living off some sort of creative thing. Um, especially writing it's um yeah it's just, it's just very difficult to do so I I was like no let me try and prove I'm wrong and um and still I even get people still asking me and my parents is she even like is it even a job like does she even make money is she still home like what is she doing like what do you do all day and I'm like, that takes a long time to write a book let alone, <laughs> let alone six of them in one year um, yeah. so that's, so it, it did. And in 12 months, I ended up publishing six books, which was a lot of work. Um, and it's not healthy to do that. I do not encourage anyone to try and do that <laughs> because it was insane. I didn't do anything but sit and write and work on, and I didn't do anything else, literally nothing else. So, um, this year, um, that's why with this next series, I'm like, let me not rapid release it and let me do it a little bit slower. So I have time to like eat properly and see my friends and see it and talk to other people while I'm working. Um, and so, yes, it's become a big thing now for me, finally, after all that work, it's paid off. Um, yep. And then I was like, let me try and uh, write a why choose because and it's the, it was writing the previous trilogy that I thought she's got um, her faded mate and he's got his three brothers in there too. And I thought, this would be like the perfect reverse harem. But I couldn't, I couldn't make it a reverse harem because I, you know, committed to the MF. So I thought, okay, the next one, I'm going to do it. And um, I'm going to make it still in the same style as my previous work, but just let's have five men and five villains and see what happens. <laughs> and I mean, we're, we're not complaining about it. I for one, thank you. I for one, thank you. <laughs> Um, so firstly, a couple of things to address from that. Uh, I really despise how people have to, well, feel the need to put other people down. Like, why do people feel the need to do that? Because I mean, you took that and when I'm going to prove them wrong, but there'd be plenty of people out there that would just give up because mm -hmm. they would doubt themselves. And it's really sad because, at the end of the day, like what is it hurting them if you're giving that a go? And also why do people put so much like pressure on it to go, well, if, you know, like they've got some sort of preconceived notion about what success means, at the end of the day, you're the only one that knows what success means for you. And if even if you didn't succeed, why does that affect them? Like why I just don't understand people like it. We could, we could achieve so much if everybody was just actually, you know, supportive of each other. It's, it'd be quite quite a different thing, I think. Um, but also, like, I don't think people 
quite grasp the concept of how difficult being an author is on its own, let alone an indie author, because essentially you are your own business and you are literally building yourself as a brand, you're marketing, you are writing, you are going through editing processes and, you know, doing all of that to sell this book and this brand. And it's not an easy thing to do. Like, I don't think people understand how much is involved in it. But anyway, we do. We understand. <laughs> we think it's a great, a great achievement that you that you have um, had since your start, and I think it's only going to go up from here. Um, once we talk about this series, which we will do in a second. Um, but before we do, are you going to go to any book signings? Oh well, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it. I think I can. Well. <laughs> I, I'm- I'm announcing it now, I guess. Okay, so, yeah, oh, you're I announcing it. Exclusive. exclusive. We love exclusive. <laughs> no, I've not told anyone. Um, so, Babe 2025. Yay! Yay! Yeah, so I'll be there. And I have um, Rare 2025 is also, like, in the works as well. Oh, cool. So they haven't, like, sent me an invite or anything, but I have put my little form in. Yeah. So that's one. And then there is one in Brisbane as well. 2025 is like a massive year for conventions. I don't know why everyone's had to put all the mm. big ones in there. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, just as an exclusive here, Amanda, you're hearing it first. I may have also put a form in for another international one in 2025. Mm. The day. Mm. But we can discuss that offline. Can we? <laughs> can we discuss it offline? Yeah, right. She yeah. does this to me often, okay? She's, so often. She's like, oh, by the way. But meanwhile, I wrote us down for an event in South Australia, which happened at the end of September. She was mm. like, oh, God, you didn't even tell me. Meanwhile, she's like, I put us down in Texas, Denver, Washington. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? Vancouver. <laughs> what the hell? Anyway, we'll, we'll have to take this off. Guys, I just, I we'll can't need to it. take this. Rogue. It's 2025. In my mind, I'm like, eh, it's so far away. <laughs> Is it though? Is Ooh. it? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, no. Oh. Right. <laughs> now, my favorite discussion. I mean, I need to get into this. Firstly, we need to say thank you for the epic PR package that you sent oh. through. Like, I can't even explain how excited we were. I mean, I'm sure you saw it on the video, but we were that giddy because we were like, oh, my God, what is it? And it was so awesome. Like, the amount, the attention to detail and the, you know, amount of effort that was put into it was so cool. Mm. And immediately I read the tropes and I was just like, yep, I'm here for this series, like 100% down. So at that point, obviously the novella was out. So we're talking about the series, which is Her Vicious Beasts. And the novella is called that as well. And um, I read the novella when we were on the plane and I was just like, addicted I'm like I just knew immediately you were hilarious you already read a couple of pages like oh my god is she a mermaid or is I was like what I said I didn't say mermaid I said is she a succubus or is she a siren Siren, which is I mean it's a mermaid yeah it's a good guess here's a mermaid happens at the start (laughs) yes that's what I said and um 
anyway and you were like only like one page in or something I'm like yeah "Yeah, immediately yes (laughs) um and I was also very excited by the point that you have like a guessing game as to who the fifth mate is and that we don't find out until book three. So that's been, you know, something that I've been monitoring throughout the book because book one is out now. It's called Her Feral Beast. And it is a big one because it's 115,000 words. And um, just to go through the tropes for anybody that hasn't read it yet. So we are talking about fantasy romance. It is M-F-M-M-M-M. Yes. Five M's. Five M's. <laughs> and it is why choose. It is fated slash rejected mates um, and enemies to lovers. So immediately, yes, to all of those tropes. Um, At this point, I don't even, I don't even care what this was. Yeah, no. And it's going to have five books in the series. And I do like that you've already kind of put down like what they're all called, like what they are, and also really liked on your website how you've got like a little tally of where you're up to on the next book, like a percentage mark so people can stalk you and be like, where is she up to? Um, I mean, I've already looked 5% into book two. That's fine. Um, where you know, I'm going to be hanging for it, but that's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> because you this- know what I would do? I would just leave everyone at 95%. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. She's too sweet. I can tell on her face. She couldn't do it. And then just release it. And then be like, and everyone, mainly Amanda, we're like, I've been watching the Or 98% probably I would go to. I'll keep um, it in mind. I'll give it a go for one of the books. And it did. I mean, book one did end up on a cliffhanger, but. I was so addicted. Like I was just reading this book at all available times, but also watching the percentage and hoping it wasn't going up too much at the time because I really didn't want it to finish. Um, And yeah, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved the world building. I loved the character building. Um, And I was talking to my friend who I buddy read it with as well. And we were both suggesting also, hi, Emmy, is she listening? Um, We were both saying that even though it's a slow burn, like there's different types of slow burns. There's like a slow burn that's just kind of like simmering along and then eventually, you know, they have sex or something. But then there's this book, which was essentially just like edging for an entire book until like, you know, a major part towards the end. And but I feel like it's okay when it's fantasy though, like because there's so oh. much world building, like you literally know, I feel like I, you don't focus on it as much when it's I loved it. I loved yeah. the type. It was like the whole thing was foreplay, like and it wasn't yeah. even like major things, like some of the things that I was just like, oh my God, why is that so hot? But it was just so hot. And there was, I don't even know. It was just, maybe it was the characters. But so just to confirm, we have Aurelia or Leah. She is a shifter. I don't want to say too much about her. We find out, like you find out about her, her story and, and her background is a big part of book one. So we won't say anything more about that. But we do have then five mates so we have savage (laughs) savage and honestly after i read it then i could go back and look at the bookmark (laughs) savage on it it's a nice bookmark oh yeah 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 (laughs) 
Who? Oh, um, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. That smoldering look. Oh, he's a he's a wolf shifter, and he is. I mean, to put it nicely, he's feral, like in a good way. Um, you know, he's just very instinct based and driven in everything, and we find out more about why he is that way. He's but a we... pet rooster, yeah? Huh? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eugene. Yep. Eugene, that's right. <laughs> I did not expect him to become a favourite. I, I, but he is I love He's it. everyone's favourite rooster. <laughs> oh, I know. Then we have Scythe, who is Savage's brother, but he is a great white shark shifter. And honestly, I've never come across a shark shifter in a, in a fantasy romance before, so I was, like, so keen for it. I actually you know, messaged I... me and I'm like, am I, am I meant to be reading a book about a shark shifter? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. I just want to make sure. <laughs> when I tell you how long I've been waiting to put a shark shifter in a book, like I've been waiting at least three years to put him in and I just knew this was the time to do it. I love everything about Scythe. Firstly, I must say that I was being probably overly um, Aussie uh, in my pronunciation of it. Um, and I was talking to Immy and I was like, yeah, Scythe. And then she's like, uh, <laughs> I call him Scythe. I'm like, oh, well, that's. And then, and then halfway through the book, you're like, yes, well, Scythe keeps telling our dad that it's. Scythe with a silent C. <laughs> I had to put that in because I even for me in my head I go sky. It was for but... me. It was for me. <laughs> 100%. And I would, and then we'd had a good giggle about that. Um I just love everything about him because he's so stoic. Um and he's so like controlled and then it makes it like a hundred percent hotter when he loses control. Mm-hmm. Like when he goes into mate drive. I don't know why that was so hot, but my <laughs> God, that was, <laughs> I was heated for that. Yeah, one of my favourite scenes for sure. <laughs> I, um, so obviously, yeah, so we've got Savage Scythe and Xander, who's a dragon shifter, who are the three kind of main mates that we that we talk about in book one and they're right at the start they're in the novella you know they're I mean and they're in jail you know um to start with so great first impressions um <laughs> and exactly what's like the type of mates you want <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and and yeah Aurelia cannot confirm her mate bond with them and that's like a big part of the story um, that we find out why and also, you know, they obviously are very pissed off about that because rejecting the mate bond, that's a sacred bond, you know. Oh, what about when he gives her the little pink bag and she's just like, like she wants it but also like she rejects it. He's so upset. It's like he's taking the pink bag. I just think it's hilarious that like so all of them end up like kind of in that enemy's zone hating each other for different reasons but also like they're you know inner animals 
are pushing them to do the basic mate duties like gift each other things. Yeah. And he doesn't want to give it to her. He hates the fact he's, he's so to- angry about he, it when he, he gives it to her. She won't take like, the gift. He doesn't want to give bag. it. Here is the bag. Take the bag. <laughs> I don't know why I was laughing when that happened. I was like, <laughs> I know. I know. I did love it. Your also, pink bag. I stole this for you. Yeah, take it. <laughs> and I also really love how um like he stalks through the forest and he's like, Leah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Singing. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, everything about group. Savage is just like <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> but to make things, you know, even more um interesting, they are kind of like their own fantasy mafia. Um, you know, they they command a lot of shit. They all end up in um in the in a, an academy like a basically like a academy for feral beasts to teach them how to uh you know live in society with humans i also really love that they're like what is appropriate to do as a human and they're like putting their hands up and they're like you know it's not appropriate to smell them <laughs> but it cracks me up because like you know it's not appropriate and also like it's not appropriate to just walk around with no shirt on like unless you're at the beach or the pool like just like really (laughs) things as well i am i like one of the rules um with to, like to be in the um academy they're not allowed to eat people they're not allowed to eat each other <laughs> oh yeah the school that's a offense yes each other or the teachers or the teachers it's like fine <laughs> yes so we do go to the academy they all collected to go there um by lyle who is the lion shifter that runs the academy and he's like known as the beast immediately leader. i'm just like immediately lyle's just lyle. like Mm. um i don't even care if he's good or bad i did get pissed off that lyle did you know because she was in her eagle shifter form because she's an eagle shifter and i did get pissed off that he like shot her down out of the sky um in obsidian nets which basically forced her to shift back Mm. and then she was just like naked in the main street um yeah i thought that was a bit harsh i like that part i thought that was a bit harsh on his behalf you know, um, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, So, you know, we go into the academy. It's like 90% males, 10% females as well, which makes it a bit hard when you've got feral beasts running around, you know, with all these pheromones and stuff. So, yeah. Um, And, you know, we go through that uh, whole scenario because, you know, her mates also have a secret that they are hiding which involves kidnapping her and you know we're going to find more out about that but it does you know it doesn't go down well you could say um yeah so that that's not the best part of their relationship I guess um I must say that I do want a nimpin though like my own nimpin <laughs> A little fluff ball that sits on your shoulder and squeaks at you. Yeah, I want an emotional support nimpin. Like I think pretty much have like Zeke's like that little. Yeah, I know, but these ones can like sense your like anxiety levels and basically like Mm. snap you out of like anxious moments. And I feel like that would be really handy. Oh yeah, and also like cute. 
plus they have a built-in like security system so like if somebody tries mm, to attack you they true. let out like a screech yeah. and howl and like you know you're safe so I just think yeah. it'd be really great to have um if anybody out there wants to you know make one that'd be cool I'd I'd take it on um mm. I think I'd want like a like a soft purple one purple would be nice yeah definitely match your handcuffs <laughs> uh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> Um, I do really love as well. I love a book with like a female main character that has like an automatic bestie. And oh, I do too. Yes. And it's like, but it's like a ride or die bestie. Like that yeah. bestie is like, it's the bestie that's like, you're like, I've just killed someone. And they're like, yeah, but did they deserve it? Because, yeah. You know, like that type of situation, yeah. like they're going to be there no matter what. Like you mm. go into your room, there's like a dead body there. And she's like, well, I might just go back into the shower and then you can deal with it. When I come out, it's like it didn't exist, you know. Like it's just somebody that's just your ride or die and you need that, especially yeah. in like an academy like that, you know, because, oh, yeah. you know, you're, you're facing things, threats from all sides. So you just need like somebody that's just got your back. There's no questions asked. Um, I did really love Minnie. Like, yeah, she I did love Minnie. Yeah. So. I love her too. I'm just trying to find my my um favorite quotes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I must say I did really like when <laughs> I just had to go through my highlighted sections. Um, I did really like when um they were having like her and Savage were having like a bit of a a fight um in terms of Savage would be like trying to command her to do certain things like the way she would dress so then mm. she decided to go the other way and just dress like really provocatively and because they can talk in each other's minds like I just love that Savage was saying to her you need to stop speaking to that guy or I will kill him so and it will be after five. And she's just like, what the hell? And then he's like, five, four. And she's like, are you serious? And he's like, I will kill him. You <laughs> like you don't, you oh, do. Speak. I know. <laughs> but then she's like, do you know what? That's fine. I'm going to step this up. You think you can beat me. You will not beat me. I'm just going to drop the shield that covers my scent from you and then all you can smell is her arousal, all of her mates. Mm. <laughs> and they're just like, shit, she's tested us. She has tested us. You know, which is hard for Xander because he really hates her, you know. He does not like her. So, you know, being aroused by her is particularly inconvenient for him, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I, I did love... Um... They're like at the when they were at the beginning when they get to the academy and they're trying to find the um like see if there's mates like the ones that <laughs> are there by themselves and then Savage like crash tackles her he's like <laughs> and then Xander's like he's lying <laughs> yeah but she's like no he's not my mate because she can't claim them and and yeah Savage like. I did feel sorry for him though, because he's like, I do want her to announce this, even though I don't as well, because he is so angry at her. Oh my god! He's such a dramatic, he's a dramatic boy. He's so dramatic, and I love it. <laughs> he is <laughs> my favorite. 
<laughs> and it's good because the other two are not dramatic at all. Like they're subtly dramatic, but he's just out there. <laughs> he's totally out there, but I do love the dynamic that he has with Xander, how they're just like, they have like such a love hate relationship. Like they're both just like so testosterone driven that they just need to like beat each other up just to get their frustrations <laughs> out. And then afterwards they're like, whatever, it's cool. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. We're back to friends, you know? Um, I also yeah. found it really hot when she Regina commanded Savage. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that particular moment was so hot, but like when she was just like, stop go back to your table and he was like he just had to he just had to do it like he had no control it was just so hot and everybody was like what the fuck just happened (laughs) so anyway I mean I probably should stop talking about it because I'm not going to be out of stock otherwise but I must say I'm obsessed and I am eagerly awaiting book two so 95% 95% that's fine um we'll get there, we'll get there soon do you that. need to see your friends though that's the question like I wasn't sure but that I mean I, I suppose okay that's fine um <laughs> what are we talking about in terms of release schedule with this series what are you um thinking um it'll be early next year I've put um I've put June on the Amazon listing, but that's kind of what some authors do, just so it's like there's something you there. Don't miss it. Yeah, and then you just bring it forward to when it actually will be. So, and because there's there's special editions with all exclusive editions with with each release, I do have to wait a little bit for all the printing and stuff to be done. So I've just let a little bit more time because in my previous series I did monthly releases and that was a bit insane that's a lot um yeah and even with the the with archer princess it was every three months and that was still quite pushing it for time especially because they're not just like if it was a contemporary romance there was not much world building i could probably get them out really quickly but because they're fantasy and there's so much world building and with this there's basically six main characters yeah with six points of view that i've just they're complicated stories to weave together absolutely so it takes a bit more time yeah, yeah. of course i think uh, people appreciate waiting when it is so extensive and the storyline is so you know intertwined and you're kind of jumping between timelines and you know yeah. different plots and things like that people would prefer you take the time to be able to write that thoroughly rather than trying to rush through it okay right we'll we'll be keeping an eye out for that is it available uh, is it up for pre-order then with the june date or like people can go and pre-order it now or yeah they can pre-order it now on amazon the ebook anyway yeah 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 so people can go and jump on that and that way they'll kind of get notified if there's any updates about release times as well yes all right let's jump into some questions All right. If you could be any type of shifter, what would you be? Ooh. Um, I reckon I, I always resonate towards the tiger. Mm-hmm. I always have. It's And in this world, they're kind of, I suppose in the real world too, they're sort of solitary. They're not yeah. really group. Um, they're sort of like um, the powerful, solitary, like lone lone wolf. Uh, type of creature that like you know walks around scaring people so I think that's what I would be (laughs) yeah that would be cool 
what about the shifter powers though like the ones that are attached to different shifters but you could just mm. have the power even if you weren't that type of shifter what would you want i reckon telekinesis is so handy for everything just for yeah. everyday life yeah don't, don't have to get up from where you are you can just get whatever you want sitting down that is really handy that yeah. is. <laughs> Especially if you like get everything ready, sit down and then realize you forgot one component. Like it's so frustrating to get back up and go and get that thing. So yeah, I definitely. Mm. Oh, yeah. Although I really do like Scythe's powers as well. Like his ability to just like render people neutral, basically. They can't do anything. He just completely takes over with his psychic powers. I'm like, yeah. I do like that. That would be useful. It would be I don't cool. know if I want to see ghosts, though. I don't know if I'd want to see that. Yeah, that could be a bit problematic, mm. but that's okay. We could deal with it. Could. We could deal with it. Mm. Okay. So what is something that people would be surprised to find out about you? Oh, Hmm. that's a hard one I suppose because I'm not like a secretive person very much like everything's like pretty open and you know I will say if you read all of my books you'll probably get to know everything you need to know about me <laughs> that's probably really bad <laughs> there is a little bit of me in every one of the characters for sure especially the main characters um that's probably something surprising to know about me I suppose that if you just read my books you will get to know me very well we'll, we'll get a bit from each one and we'll put it all we'll together, it all together. And, and it's just a guessing game as to which part of each character is you like is it this part is it that part <laughs> I love that okay and we do love this question because it's always it's always interesting to find out. But what's the weirdest thing you've ever Googled? The weirdest thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, as a, like a, especially with this, with these books, I've been Googling some very strange things, especially about like, as we talked about before, like mafia and how the mafia works and about like different guns <laughs> and how, <laughs> and about gun laws in Australia, because I had no idea and about, um, Oh, what was it that I Googled the other day? I can't remember what it was, but it was something very specific about guns and how they work, which, <laughs> yeah, I just hope no one's looking in my, my history for eyes <laughs> looking at that. It would look very bad, especially about like kidnapping, about um, guns, that about how to do work. these things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ins yeah, and in outs combination, it's quite concerning, all of those Google searches. Like it could yeah. it could raise some red flags, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> they turned up and you were like, oh, I'm just I'm writing a book. I'm just writing a romance. Like, yeah, sure. That. Well, why don't you read Her Feral Beast and then you'll understand. You'll get it. <laughs> you'll, yeah. you'll get it then. Just read the book. <laughs> Just read it. <laughs> well, I for one am very excited to see where the series goes. Um, yeah. I am totally addicted. So if anybody out there hasn't read it, I highly recommend. Um, I mean, just that the titles alone are just. I know. So excited. I know. <laughs> Especially, uh, Psycho Beast, maybe. Oh. <laughs> 
even rabid beasts like I'm not <laughs> I know everyone I'm just like mm, it paints a picture in your mind <laughs> um but thank you so much for joining us today we will put all of your links in the episode bios so people can go and check you out and stalk you and do all the things and also they can look out for when the tickets become available for those book signings in 2025 as well so they can uh, catch up with you then oh yeah for sure come and see me please don't like leave me hanging alone at my table I don't, I don't think you're gonna have that problem <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be there <laughs> we'll be there for sure we'll be the oh, first yeah. we may not be at our own table but but we'll be at yours <laughs> We won't. We, I doubt we'll be able to get there. We'll have to see you like outside of the times because I'm sure you'll have a very long line. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. We'll Absolutely. see what happens. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll talk again yeah. soon. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me.